0: Not all the members of the family are going to see the experiences in the family from the same perspective. The Lord Jesus told us the story, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. It's a phenomenal story of reconciliation in a family. I love to hear stories like that. But it's so interesting how two sons that came from the same father they see life from a very different perspective in this particular scenario this uh, family the father and the two sons they seem to work in a ranch the The old man has uh, a land and uh, he also has cattle so one day the young man said to the father that. I understand that one day you will die and you are planning to give my brother and myself half of your assets. So I wanted to ask you, is it possible that you can give my 50% right now? Because honestly, I do not want to wait. Imagine the shock in this father's head. He's like, man, what's wrong with you, boy? Well, you know, this was the young child. And that not necessarily applies to all the the baby kids in the family, but usually older children become more responsible than the youngest one. This was the case here. The father thought about it and decided to give to this kid, young man, exactly what he wanted, his part. So obviously he took a, a piece of paper and made some numbers and started to calculate and how much is for uh, the land and wrote it down how much is for the cattle uh, he wrote it down how much is for the house where we live uh, he wrote it down and tools and anything else that we used to work wrote it down and then he wrote how much cash he had available and wrote it down and then calculated the big total, divided it by two and said to the son alright, here is your inheritance I want you to think of something is interesting here is the fact that this boy didn't leave the house right away it took a few days to get his things together but I would like to concentrate for a moment in the other son the oldest one Think about this one. He probably was the one working with discipline every day. As you know, in a ranch, there is a lot of work to do. It is funny when people think about becoming rich and obtaining properties and buying a new car or getting another house for vacation or all those things people do not realize that each one of those items are going to represent a lot of work. And sometimes it is just too much work. (laughs) People think about that all the time. Why do I have three vehicles? Why do I have three homes? Those things. Responsibility is something that is not easy to understand. But obviously, the oldest son... He knew it. He understood the importance of being there, in the workplace, in the right time, every day, doing his part. And when he knew about his brother requesting the 50% of everything, and I can imagine not just the fact that he is going to leave the family and they will not know what will happen with him, which probably he was misbehaving for a while, but how complex was for this old son to think now that he's taking all the cash available because we keep the land, the cattle, the house, and the tools. So how are we going to do business without the cash that we used to have available? So that was probably another factor to upset him and uh, the boy took off and here is the dad now longing for this son not knowing what is he going to do not knowing anything about it and that was sad for the old man the old son the, the oldest one being there in the house with his dad working with him knew closely about the pain in his heart and how how important it was for this old man to get his son back. And that bothered the oldest son because he was resenting all those things about his brother. He took the cash available. He took the joy of my dad. And now my dad cannot be happy because it's all the time thinking about my brother, praying for my brother. And this son was thinking about how much pain was for his dad to not have his youngest son with him. It was painful, but he needed to take responsibility, and that is what he did. I like to think that at some point, this uh, oldest son had a conversation with the youngest one before he left, I like to think that he tried to, to convince him and say, Hey, listen, wh- why, are you, why are you leaving? There is no need. We have everything we need here in the house, and, uh, and that needs us. You know, he's getting older. And th- why are you leaving? Why are you milking now the family, taking all the money? Why are you doing the wrong thing? And I know how you are. I know that you don't like to work. I know that you are not smart enough to invest the money. I know you're going to waste it. Please don't go. I want you to stay here. You know, you want to have fun? Okay, you can have some fun. But please do not go. Do not do what is wrong. I like to think that way. But at the same time, it is sad when you think that that conversation could happen. And yet, the youngest son left. Sometimes you cannot force people to do the right thing. And that happens also in church. We have new believers and uh, new members of the church and we want to teach them things and we want to show them the path. And sometimes it is very hard for them to understand what is the right thing to do. And sometimes that happens in your company. There is a new employee or a young person working there and you know that what they are doing is wrong and you are trying to convince them and persuade them not to do that and yet they do the wrong thing. And sometimes, my friend, you just need to let it go. Yes, they can hurt you. Their actions can affect you, even financially. But you need to forgive, forget and let it go. And sometimes you are thinking, but you know it's just too much danger for my future, my own position in the company. I can end up losing my job for the wrong things they are doing. I want you to know something: that the good Lord is going to take care of you if you do the right thing, regardless where do you work. Because for God, there is no difference if you work for the company A, B, or C. He keeps being God. And He is the one who can open a door for you. And when there is a door that closes in this area, it's because there is another door that is going to be open in this other area. You just need to trust in the Lord. Do the right thing. And do not worry about the wrongdoings of certain people. It's not that you enjoy it. It's not that it's good. But sometimes you just cannot force people People To stop doing what is wrong And it is part of the process of life But there is something that you can do And that thing is extremely necessary in your life It is to pray You need to pray for those individuals that are around you And you know that they are not doing the right thing You have to pray And you keep praying And you keep asking God Please Lord God Almighty Save them Bring them back to senses. Bring them back to you. Please, Lord, bring understanding into their heads, into their minds. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I have prayed that prayer. I have. And you know what? Sometimes I live the experience of praying for months and months and months until I see the answer from God. But the Lord answers those prayers. And the Lord is happy when you are interceding for others. Do not stop interceding for others because sooner or later they are going to come back to senses and they can see the reality of what they are doing. Do you know that the father was praying for this young son also? Oh, he was. He was so dedicated to pray to God, Lord, bring my son back, please. Bring my boy back to me. And the father knew that the boy was misbehaving. And you can imagine what was happening. Well, think, think of this. this. This young man, with all the inexperience that he had, took this bunch of money that he never had before. With all this money in his hand, he went far away where, where nobody knew him And then he decided to start La Vida Loca. Yes. La Vida Loca is a lifestyle where people just go nuts. They go bananas. They think, I'm going to do what I want. Nobody has anything to say to me because I really don't care. La Vida Loca is, is a horrible season in the life of most people. Some people think that that is fun. But in reality the individuals that live that lifestyle, they hurt themselves pretty much. Think of this. He has money and he has nothing to do. With all this time available and all this money available, he's just going places here and there. And in his head, the wrong idea of, I'm going to buy company for myself. And he buys for himself company in different fashions in different ways but in each one of those instances people knew that he had money and the only reason why people get close to him was to obtain something material from him they did not care for these young men they were laughing at him and it's sad that sometimes people do that in these days they are making money, they have money, and they go in a Friday night or Saturday night or Sundays, weekends, vacation, whatever. They go just nuts with the money they have. And they think that they become popular. It's not that they become popular. Simply what is happening is individuals are taking advantage of them. And they tell them exactly what the person wants to hear. Oh, you are a great guy. Uh, yeah, another round. Oh yeah, he's amazing, absolutely. What do you want to eat? And on and on and on. That was the first stage of the new season in his life. He became popular, he started to basically buy in friendship. How sad is that? How sad is for an individual to use money to buy the company of others. how sad is that? But eventually all the money was gone and when the, the time came that he didn't have any extra money, actually he started to, to get shorter and shorter with his funds. all these friends that he used to have were gone. and I can imagine this young man thinking, where are all my friends? Where are all these guys that we used to hang out? Where where are all these girls? Where is everybody? <laughs> no money, no friends. They were never never your friends. Ever. Do you see how sad is that? The moment that you are not giving things away, that you are not feeding people, that you are not giving them what they want, they are gone. Imagine that you have nothing else to give, and in that point, nobody else is interested in contacting you. You are irrelevant for those people. Simply, they were never your friends. When this young man realized that, he knew well. I figure now I need to start to work. Oh, the magic word. <laughs> work. Because individuals that are irresponsible usually do not work. They are used to take advantage of others and just asking, give me here, give me that. I want this, I want that. This young man eventually understood, I need to get a job. He got a job. The job was to feed pigs. Among Jews, there is no way that one Jew will eat pork. It's just a, a, an animal that is not clean in their opinion. They will not eat pork, period. And this young man now is feeding the pigs. He was so hungry that he wanted to eat that kind of food. And imagine the impact in his mind. Oh my goodness, I am so hungry. <laughs> hungry and I am broke nobody is here none of those friends are here anymore and I am so hungry that I want to eat this kind of food it was until the verse 17 when he realized what he had done and he said to himself this is just wrong so he decided to come back to his father home and in that moment he received the illumination that only comes from the Holy Spirit. You know, only God can take you back to the house of the Father. Only the Holy Spirit can lead your steps back to the Father's house. But if God is calling you to that, if you feel that in your heart this is the time for you to come back to the Father's house, do it, my friend. Do it. Because I want you to know something. When you are start working, walking, moving towards the direction of your father's house, your father is going to receive you with open arms. In this story that the Lord Jesus told us, the old man was outside of the house looking. Perhaps he was in a heel. I don't know. But the fact is that he was watching, waiting. If one day he would see his son, he was praying. He, He had the hope, the expectation of seeing the miracle, of seeing his son coming back. When he saw at the distance that his son was returning, this father started to run towards him. And he ran. And then he hugged him and kissed him. And said, I'm so glad you're back. The young man, who at this point was totally clear in his mind about his mistake, about his sins, about the the wrongdoings, said to the dad, I have sinned against God and against you. And I do not deserve to be called your son. I just want to come back to be with you. The father was so happy, so excited. I can imagine the joy of this old man seeing his son. Yes, he wasted all that money. He came back broke. He came back probably with uh, health issues. I don't know what kind of problems he had with the justice, with the law. I don't know what kind of difficulties he could bring with him, but the father was thinking, I do not care, I just want my boy back, and I want you to understand that in the eyes of God, you are precious, you are special, he doesn't care if you are all messed up, he doesn't care if you are in debt. If you are sick, if you have mental issues, health issues, financial issues, legal issues, God, it's okay with that. He wants you back so bad that He will take you exactly as you are. The son said to the dad, Dad, I have sinned against God and against you. I don't deserve to be called your son anymore. And the dad said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You are my son regardless. You messed up big time. But I want you back with me. So he said to the employees, Hey guys, bring me clothes. The good ones. Bring me a ring. And bring me sandals. And I want it now. Do you know the meaning of the clothes? It's exactly what the Lord tells us in the scripture. Clothe yourself. In righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That is the clothing that we need to wear. Meaning, we are going to do the right thing. We are going to behave. That is what the dad said. Bring me clothes. That is what God is telling you. I want you to wear these new clothes. The righteousness of my son Jesus. Isn't it wonderful? And then the ring representing the priesthood. The ability to keep communion with God as a priest. The Lord wants you to keep that priesthood. Not just for now. Not in this moment that you are giving your heart to the Lord. But from now on. And then he said, with the rings and the clothes, bring me the sandals. The sandals meaning self-respect. Because regardless of what you have done, once you are forgiven by God and you keep that righteousness and you have the priesthood, the communion with God, you need to see yourself with eyes of respect And you have to say to yourself, Oh, no. I am not going to do that ever again. I am not going to do that, period. I respect myself. When you come to that point, my friend, when you can understand and the Holy Spirit reveals in your head, in your mind, in your heart that you are worth, that you are loved, that you are special, For God your life is going to be totally, totally transformed you are not going to be the same you will be happy you will be delighted and you know what it's possible that the oldest son who was a little bit unsatisfied with the whole thing eventually is going to be okay with you Why? Because in the Father's house there is plenty for everybody. It's the place for reconciliation. It's the place where everyone needs to come back in joy, in harmony, in peace, in the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to invite you to say a prayer with me. Just repeat these words and say with me, Dear God, I acknowledge my sins, and I am asking you, please forgive me. From the bottom of my heart, I want to be a new person. Clothe me with that righteousness, Lord. Give me that ring of the priesthood, and give me the sandals of self-respect, so I will live and honor you the rest of the days of my life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And if if today the Holy Spirit touched your heart and you know that this is the day for a new beginning, I would love for you to send me an email. And let me know that today is the day of your salvation. Today you came back to the Father's house. In the name of Jesus.